Good morning, everybody. Good morning, honey. Good morning. It is nine for nine. Oh, Lord. It's 9.34 a.m. here in Chicago. Here, take this. Take this. Okay, there you go. Okay. Hey, everybody. It's 9.35 a.m. here in Chicago. And today we're going to talk about some notes that I took from this event. So I went to a workshop from Source Digital um, Source Digital Marketing and they hosted this workshop for building your foundation for marketing. So let's look through the notes I took from this event. So let me find it really quick. Let me find my notes. Find my notes. Oh, wait, there it is. Okay. So, how to get more clients by building your mar marketing foundation. So, there's many different strategies. There's SEO, there's SEM, which um, a lot of people have heard of SEO, but, but not too many people heard of SEM. So, what SEM is, is search engine marketing so it's just a, another form of marketing that involves promotion of websites by increasing their visibility in the search engine results page so it's this is usually through paid advertising and this is like very expensive to do seo um is more along the lines of like keyword searches and you have to like optimize your website to have it have a more how do I word this you have to optimize kind of optimize your website with SEO so that way when people search for results by certain keywords the higher chances your website would appear on the first page of Google but it is a battle to get to the first page and it is a matter of how consistent you are and how much you're willing to pay so then there's also organic social media engagement and then paid social media. So organic is pretty much what people do every single day. When you look on Facebook, you see people self-advertising their work or they're sharing their blogs or they're going into groups and they're posting on, um, on social Saturdays and all these different, uh, all these different series and different groups like that is organic social media engagement. And depending on how well you do it also determines how much time it's going to take for you to do it and when you're going to receive the return on investment. And then there's also paid social media, which is um, Facebook ads, Twitter ads, that type of stuff. And then there's content marketing where you're actually creating your content to share with other people and you're making videos and you're writing blogs and you're writing Facebook posts and Instagram posts for people to share and read. And out of all these different strategies, there's different commitment levels to it, whether it takes a long time to get this stuff done or it takes a short amount of time to get it done. And then there's also a time period where you will get your return on investment. For example, um, with paid social, with social media paid advertising with that 
when you put it when you put your stuff out there and it's a really engaging ad and it's and it's visually pleasing and it, and it goes yeah. straight to the point that you're gonna you're gonna get a return in, on investment right away but as soon as you stop running ads then you stop getting your return on investment and they talked about how much content marketing is important because even if you throw the content out there today years from now that content can show up as the results from a customer looking for um results with a particular keyword so having so i so the biggest takeaway that i took was that on content marketing it takes a bit to kind of get it done and get people to to consume your content but it it works for the short term and the long term goals of your business Yep, so we're back with part two. So when it comes to doing these different strategies, some of the stuff you can do yourself or you can outsource. And and this is the tricky part of doing marketing. And I noticed personally from running Geek Bombs Co. When I am creating content and when I am doing organic social media like engagement, it consumes a lot of my time. And when I am spending a lot of time being on social media and creating my content, it's actually giving me less time to do actual client work. And then recently, like for the past few weeks, I've been more focused on client work because a lot more client work because all the engagement that I've been doing and the conversations that I had and the content that I was creating brought in customers and I ended up spending pretty much all my time just trying to get these projects like in and out the door and I spent little to zero time creating content like my segments I'll end up with less and less segments I'll end up like not blogging at all it's been a few weeks since I posted a blog and you have to really calculate your hours in a way to meet the goals that you want to hit and those hours essentially cost if i am spending six hours of my day on facebook if i'm not pursuing leads and i'm just on facebook to be on facebook that's six hours wasted at a rate of maybe 150 dollars per hour or whatever your rate may be so it really puts into perspective what your time should be focused on and like that like everybody hears time is money it really it happens all the time like you hear that phrase all the time but it really does click when you think about how you should be spending your time if you are trying to get profit if you're trying to get leads are you going to watch three hours of youtube or are you going to go to that networking event where you can potentially get a larger client or a new client So that was something big that I picked up from the workshop. And then along with that, you have to set your business goals for the next three to six months. Because if you don't know what you're working toward, you're just going to be working for no reason, sort of. Like you're going to be working with no end goal in mind. So it's good to have the three to six business goals set. So that way, every day when you wake up, you know what you're working towards. And when it comes to building those business goals you really have to have smart 
business goes the s-m-a-r-t <clears throat> if you haven't heard of that i'll talk a bit more about that in the next segment but you you really want to make sure they're realistic you want to make sure that they are measurable um and you want to make sure like this is something that you can work towards so once you have those set that helps set the tone for which marketing strategy you need to do like do you really need to do seo right now or should you be doing facebook ads do you really need to be doing um facebook ads if you can easily just write a few blogs and pump them out for people to read so it all really depends on your business goals and then also before setting your marketing strategy you need to understand what problem you're solving for what you don't want to do is invest a lot of money and time into pumping out all this content and your content doesn't give your customers any value and what i mean by that is if they can't tell what problem you're going to solve for them they're not going to come to you for business or for your service because they don't know exactly what you do like if your <clears throat> if your website or if your facebook page comes across as a large resume and it talks about i do this i do that i'm an award winner i'm all these different things if it comes across as a resume it makes people question okay that's great for you like i'm happy for you but what does that do for me like, how does that help me solve my problem? Because I'm facing a problem right now. So you have to address people from their pain points, from their problems that they're trying to solve. And sometimes it takes a bit of creative thinking. It takes a bit of research. It takes a bit of just asking. So one thing you should do before getting into your marketing strategy is talking to your customers, your previous customers, the customers that may not have paid. So like your friends that you helped out, your friends that you may have helped out, those that you did for the low, low, talk to those people and like have, wait, yes, I did. You want the TV on. Okay. Turn it on. Go turn it on. You're welcome. No, the bottom button. Down. Go down. That's not the button. I date is not. That's not the button. Ugh. Okay, let's do this. No, it's this. See? Yay! Okay. I'm back. So what you want to do is get feedback from your existing customer base and just understand, like, you don't want to hear how great you are. Because, of course, they're going to tell you on the spot, like, oh, you're so great. You did so many things for me. I just love you so much. That's not what you want to hear. So what you want to hear is what pain they were facing before you got involved in their business. And then once you worked your magic... What did they feel afterwards? And I'll talk about the feeling part of it a little bit later, but you wanna get that feedback because how they felt about their problems is gonna be your key for your marketing. Because if they felt that way, more than likely there's gonna be a, a ton of other people who felt that way also. So you wanna get that feedback back. And then also you wanna understand your existing markets behavior like this is really key like if you're selling orthopedic shoes for senior citizens 
Are you really going to be on Facebook? Like, is your target market on Facebook? Are they on Instagram? Like, that's a really good question. Like, are they on Instagram? Are they on Facebook? Do you need to really be going there with your marketing strategy? Or do you need to look elsewhere? Like, do they use Chrome or do they use Safari or um, IE, the dreaded IE uh, Internet Explorer? Like, you need to know their behaviors. Are you talking to, like, for me, our services is geared toward entrepreneurs and small business owners. So... The entrepreneurs might have full-time jobs. So am I really going to be pushing stuff out at um, 2 o'clock in the afternoon? Like, they might be working. They might not be able to access my content until um, they're off from work. And, like, these are the type of things that you need to know about your target market so you can know how you're going to be marketing. When should you be on social media? When should you be doing something else instead? Like, it all comes into play in your marketing foundation. So then another thing that came up that I want to touch on really quick is um, defining your lead to close. And I didn't realize this until I saw myself doing it in action. And I I may have even lost a potential lead because you have to kind of see yourself from an outside perspective and look at the moment you say hello to a potential customer to the moment that you close look at that process are you coming across code are you coming across mean are you coming across as you don't care about their problem you just want the bottom dollar like are you coming across that way like you really need to catch yourself in the in the beginning of it and think about how you look in the eyes of your leads, in the eyes of your potential customers. If you're coming across a certain way, you might wanna fix that process. If you're like, bam, what do you need? Bam, okay, I charge this much. Like, you might wanna adjust how you deal with that process, how you're onboarding people, and you wanna come from a more softer approach. You wanna come from them for a more, from a more understanding approach to their problems and how you're gonna solve it. And you have to actually seem like you care. Like when you're going to Home Depot, when you're going to uh, all these other services, you want people to treat you with respect. You want people to treat you kind. You want people to be sincere. You have to do that, that same thing and even more because you're online, you're not face to face. So it's really hard for people to get that human to human connection when you're online. So for that process, at least for myself, there, there was three steps to it that I picked up. Um, there's the initial conversation that you have, the hello, my name is, hello, I heard that you're seeking this. There's the follow-up, because there's a lot of people that I hit up, and then weeks later, I'm like, holy crap, I forgot to finish like half of these conversations because I left these people hanging, or like they were on the fence, and I kind of just left it let it be and then also the proposal sending a proposal I think there's been plenty of times where I had like a great connection with people I understood where they were coming from we talked about all kinds of things talked for like hours and then I sent the proposal and the proposal wasn't great I'm not gonna lie I googled and copied and pasted my butt off and (laughs) and they got the proposal and I never heard from them again didn't do a follow-up didn't do any of that so you really have to think about 
and and do research on this too how long do you wait after the initial conversation it's like dating it's like going on a date and then next thing you know you're waiting for somebody to text you and like you don't know whether to text them back and like and then you're like oh my god i sent them this proposal and and i even found out from uh source digital marketing like my friend brandy's like she freaks out about proposals just like i freak out about proposals like like my first time sending contracts and proposals like it's nerve-wracking because like you don't know if you did something wrong if the customer does if you don't know how much experience they have looking at proposals and what their expectations are and like there's so much pressure that goes into it so like it's a the process that you really have to dedicate time to and understand what your approach is going to be if that's the best approach if you need to like 80% of my clients I ended up chatting with through um ended up chatting with them through Facebook Messenger and I never thought about like should I have a consultation call where they actually hear my voice some of my customers prefer to hear my voice other customers have never heard my voice and <laughs> and it's strange to think about but it happens so you have to think about what am I gonna say when I'm on a phone call like and I realize I'm more passionate about problem-solving when I'm on a phone call because I'm so used to video and I'm so used to like doing this podcast so I can talk about their problems and talk them through the process but when I'm typing it comes it might come across cold it may come across like I'm just blabbing about this stuff just to push them to a sale like all of this stuff can come across through text and it's all about their perception of how you're sending these messages through Facebook or text or whatever so you really have to think about what are my streams like who am I gonna how am I gonna be talking to these people am I gonna do a video call because some of my clients prefer video call and if I am like a hot mess and the kid like oh my god you I can tell you how many times I have got on a video call or a phone call and the kids then went buck wild in the background and that's something and as a mother like if you're a single mom or a single parent or any parent kids gonna be kids no matter who you are <laughs> any parent and you're hopping on these calls and you're hopping on these videos like you have to put that into consideration too because when you're dealing with younger kids they really don't care when you're dealing with older kids they're fighting all the time so it's just it's really hard to find that balance but you need to define okay for my clients if i schedule a phone call it will be during this time if i schedule a video i will be completely out the house <laughs> in the hallway <laughs> in my in my i've done it i have done video calls i have done interviews i have done consultations in my hallway my neighbors know exactly what i do because like i have been in that hallway so many times having these discussions with with other people so you have to think about that process like how you define your lead to close process have that down packed and don't just have one way of doing it you have to think about if my client says no to this what am i going to say i had many clients that's like they you tell them a price and they shut down and you have to figure out how you're going to get around that you have to figure out like hey like literally last night this happened um somebody hit me up days ago for a website and they said my and they asked for my price i told them my price because um what I was offering before was no longer available and they shut down yesterday I hit them up and they were like yeah I'm gonna do it myself and I was like okay let me help you like that's my that's what I do so you have to think about what you're gonna do if people give you certain answers 
so we talked a bit about like what problem you're solving and this is key and not only did I gain this from while I was in the workshop but I also had a really long discussion with my mentor Danielle after the workshop because we called each other outside and we we talked a, a long time about this in services well in anything really it's really hard to differentiate yourself from other people like for instance i build websites where there's thousands hundreds of thousands probably 500s and thousands and billions and not billions but millions of people who build websites individually on a team for a business a small company there's a ton of people that build websites and and people talk about your niche and and it kind of ties into this also you have to figure out your slice of the pie (laughs) you like you cannot take up the whole pie whether you like it or not it'll be great to take it all but trust me you're not gonna be able to take it all so you have to figure out your own slice you have to figure out your target market and you have to understand the problems that they're facing and what's more important for them like what has been that one thing like they wanted to build a website to raise funds but they never had the time to do that because they're busy doing all these other things like they're really busy but they really need this thing done you need that sweet spot of what is really painting them and they can't do it themselves and in the world of tech is i don't want to say it's getting harder but i don't know me morally I was facing this issue in the beginning of Geek Moms Co. Because I want tech, the I want this whole tech aspect to be easier for more people of color. Because I walked into the tech industry after doing hair. And I did not know technology was an option for me. And now that I know that it was an option for me, I want everybody else is either that's an option for them so i want to push all the things that makes tech easier for other people so there's a lot of clients i say no to there's a lot of clients that i just i know i just can't take because i want them i can see that they are interested in technology and they want to pursue like building their own website to see what that feels like so I give them all the resources I can to help them be on their way. So I face this dilemma where I want to, I love that tech, that there's new platforms out there to make this easier for people to build what they need to build. But at the same time, I have to obtain income, revenue. So... You have to find your sweet spot where people need the website and they may need it for a particular reason, but they may not have time to do it or can delegate it to somebody on their team or do it in-house. So I'm doing more research into that. No, don't put that in there, Ade. That doesn't go in there. Thank you. Thank you, Ade. Thank you. He was putting my charger into the laptop. That's not a good idea, Aday. That's not a good idea at all. Here, you want your yogurt? You just brought this out of the fridge. 
Here, take your yogurt. Okay, I'll eat your yogurt. Mmm, yogurt. Mmm. Mmm. Yeah, I bet you'll eat it now. <laughs> Sorry about that, but you have to find your niche, and then you have to figure out what benefits you're giving because it needs to be different from what everybody else does. Like everybody else can build a website, but maybe you can do it faster. Maybe you can help them own a piece of it. And that's what I pushed for Geek Bombs Co. That this is not just my thing that I build and I hand it back to you. This is something that we're going to do together. This is something that you're going to go through this process and understand like what it's like to, to update this website, to improve on this website, to make this website do what you want it to do where it's working for you. So the benefits you have to give them, it could be one, it could be many, but you have to know what that is. And even for myself, I'm still working on that. Cause like, how do you balance people who don't have time to work on their stuff, but yet you have to have them involved. Like I, I strongly believe in transparency of what I do and that's what I go off of. And, and you have to figure out like what you're going to go off of. If you sell jewelry, like what benefit are you giving to people? what you can say that the stones that you're using helps increase energy or it has been prayed over or <laughs> you have to give them something to kind of differentiate yourself like maybe shipping is free shipping is fast like th these are the things that you need to really think about when it comes to how you're solving people's problems and and sometimes it may not be something that you can think of again you can get this feedback from your existing customers and say, hey, how did I benefit you? How did I help you? What what increased for you? Did your productivity increase? Did your sales increase? Did your numbers increase? Did the engagement increase? Like what what did you benefit from the service I gave you? So if you can like get a hold of your customers and just have a conversation with them, like that would be perfect. That would be perfect. You take notes from whatever they're telling you. And that saves you from a lot of work of trying to test and figure out, like, if you don't have these things, like, you're going to have to use, like, the Lean Startup. And it, it, was, it was mentioned at Source Digital, and I've been down that road many times where I had to hit people up and ask them. I had to, I've been blocked. I have been, like, people looked at me all kinds of ways. I done did plenty of phone calls where I was talking to people about their problems and how I was going to solve it and what you thought and all this other stuff. Like it takes a lot of research to kind of get those answers. So if you already have customers and you already provided some sort of value to them, get, get feedback from them. Like that stuff is gold. Cause then you know how to approach your next ad. You know what blog post to write. Like I tell, I tell my, um, leads, even if they don't become a customer yet or they don't become a customer at all. I will do the consultation with them and then they decide, okay, yeah, I can't do it right now. That's fine. But all the, all the questions that I get from them, the conversations that we have, I pull notes out of that because a lot of people tend to ask the same questions. Like what platform do I use if I want to do a website on my own? That those questions can be content. You can flip that into content. You can write a blog post about that. You can write, there has been plenty of blog posts. Like I have a lot of drafts of all the questions that people have asked me over the years about web design, about certain tools. 
I have done two hour sessions where I will go step by step the process of automating MailChimp emails. And that stuff, for me at least, are, are, is gold. And I just take that and I, um, I use it as content and I flip it into like, okay, this is going to be my Facebook post and like, I'm going to pull up Canva and like take my notes. Like this podcast that I'm doing now, I already put a flyer in Canva and posted it on my Facebook page. I posted it in my Facebook group, Geek Moms Community. Check it out. Like I already put it in there. I did a Facebook live about it and by tonight it'll be a Facebook blog post. Like you have to recycle your content and like I grab that from my consultations. I grab like you can pull value out of anywhere. So <clears throat> really understanding that problem and the benefit that people receive from that problem is essential. It's essential for you to know because that structures out everything. That is how you lay out your ads. That is how you start your conversations. That is how you're going to pull your customers in. So I talked a little bit about the conversation that I had with my mentor about solving problems for people, working with people. And there's a big key to this whole business aspect when it comes to dealing with leads and like dealing with potential clients and it's how you make people feel and this can be the difference between why somebody won't pay you $500 and why they will pay somebody else $5,000 it's all because of how you're making your customers feel Business coaches are really good with this, um, depending on which business coach you dealt with. People can master the art of having people feel a certain way while working with them. And during the conversation I had with um, Danielle, <clears throat> it made me think about my career as a software analyst, my interactions that I had with clients, and a lot of the times it really wasn't about what I did. I could be saying the same thing that everybody else said, but people enjoyed working with me. And I had an advantage because a lot of those conversations were face to face. But online, again, online is really, really different. So you have to plug into how you make other people feel. How are you coming across? And whether or not they like that. Like there's um, someone that I love out there. She's starting the uh, brand university, brand to expand university. And she's real like grunt, like boom, like you asked for it. I'm giving it to you raw, uncut. Like that's just how she is. And for some people, they may not like that. But then for other people, they need that. And you know, they may not even like it, but they need it. They need somebody to be like, look, you are doing stupid stuff. Stop being stupid. Like, like just <laughs> fix it. Just fix it. So a lot of people need it. So there's a, a almost like a psychology to it where you have to be emotionally intelligent to your customers and how they're reading you, how they're reading the situation. Don't do that all day. <laughs> Sorry, I saw him circling his hands towards his blanket, spreading his yogurt like it's no tomorrow. Come, 
This is what happens when you give two-year-olds Greek yogurt. And I'm sorry for interrupting, like in the middle of the pockets. I'm like, stop! No! Don't do it! And then he goes back to doing it. I give up. Sometimes I just give up. <sighs> I day. And for those who don't know, my son, my youngest son, his name is Ade. Ade Bowale, but I say Ade all the time. Oh, okay, where was I? <laughs> you have to really be emotionally tuned into how people are sensing you. Because the moment that they don't trust you, you instantly lose that customer forever. You can have a crappy product but if people love you, they're going to love what you do. And like, even for me now, when I'm like, I'm halfway through a web design project and I send like screenshots of what I'm doing, people love it. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> like, no, like I'm not done. Like the picture isn't high, uh, isn't HD, it's not high resolution. Like it's blurry. Like, no, no. All I did was copy and paste. Like, wait a minute. But when you build that relationship with somebody, when they enjoy working with you, the work that you're gonna do, like even if it's small work, like it's gonna be, it's gonna do a ton for them. It's gonna be great for them because they just love working with you. So you have to be an enjoyable person or if you're not an enjoyable person, you better find the people who like that. <laughs> you better find the people who like who like dealing with, and, and it exists and, and I don't wanna laugh at it, it exists. People want cutthroat, straight to the point, don't fluff it up. like give it to me straight like people there's people that need that there's people that want that um i was watching a, uh, a series stark stark ozark ozark that's what it was ozark and like one of the main evil characters like he was straight to the point like he'll give his little story and then he was like give it to me straight like the, it, these people exist so you just have to find them and you have to figure out where they're at so i know that was a lot because like even when i got it i was like holy crap and like i'm not even done I'm not even done. Like, there's this whole section that I purposely chunked out because I need to, a better understanding of it. Like, the communication challenge. That was one big chunk that I need to know more about. Um, and, I'll, and I'll give it to you now. So, I, at the workshop, at the workshop, they gave us this... Uh, Source Digital gave us this digital marketing strategy foundation worksheet. And if you want to know more about Source Digital, go to sourcedigitalmarketing.com. S-O-U-R-C-E-D-I-G-I-T-A-L-M-A-R-K-E-T-I-N-G dot com. You can also find them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, I believe. Those three. is Source Digital M. Um, yeah, and that's where you can find them. And they gave us this worksheet. And it talks about business goals, define lead to close process, problem, benefit, and statement. And am I res revenue positive? I didn't even talk about revenue positive because you're probably going to be more in the red in the beginning than actually positive. Ade, what is this? Ade, yeah. oh, just eat the yogurt. Just eat the yogurt. I think you're doing this on purpose. So there's a big chunk of it, the communication challenge. And they brushed on it a bit. But I definitely want to dig more into it. And it talks about lead generation, finding the converting 
finding and converting prospects who are already who are ready to buy keyword they are ready to buy there are a ton they are everywhere right now i'm ready to buy a laptop but um if somebody was to come to me right now and say hey i got this laptop for you it does this it does um you can have your video editing your podcast your your um graphics design tool your web tool like if somebody came to me right now I'd be like oh yes i'm ready to buy like they exist everywhere you're probably you right now is probably ready to buy something <laughs> like but you just haven't found that opportunity that opportunity yet so you as a business owner need to find that sweet spot where somebody is ready to buy you just have to find them wherever they're at yeah you, you got to find them and um there's lead nurturing keeping prospects engaged who aren't ready to buy until budgeting season this is big there are people that you're gonna run into and we have a habit of doing this I have a habit of doing this too there's people you run into and like I had a good way that this worked and I had a bad way that this worked you run into people and they're like yeah I love what you do I love what you're doing I just don't have the money right now and what I hate what I absolutely hate to my core which I, I understand why they do it but I hate it is when somebody says um no you're not no um sorry i want to make sure i word this the right way when somebody says i don't have the money to do it right now yes i understand that you can work out some way to get that money but at that moment you don't have you physically don't have that money that's fine like we all ran into a situation what i personally morally disagree with is that push during that call during that consultation that push of like money's in your money like how do I even word this that you're going to squeeze that dime out of them whether they have that money or not and I don't like the squeezing I do understand the aspect of you shouldn't say that you're broke that I 100% agree and the, essentially what that is, is you may not physically have that money right now, but you knew as a consumer, oh, if I sold this thing, this laptop, this camera, this whatever it is, or if I went to go braid somebody's hair for, their, for the next three days, I can get that money. So th- there's a way that you have to flip that conversation as a, you have to flip that mindset as a consumer. And a lot of consumers don't have that yet. They don't have that. They just know that they have a budget and they can't go outside of that budget, which is understandable. So again, as a consumer, you can flip your thinking into survival mode almost. And at least for me, I have to call it survival mode because for me, there's been a situations where you may not have a dollar to your name, but if you need food for your kids, you're going to find it. And I know for some people that might be like, what? Like, but you have no money. How would you get it? But for moms who are in survival mode, you can flip that mindset and say, hey, I know I can do X, Y, Z to get $30 in my pocket. 
oh that came out bad but <laughs> you can call some folks to get some money or you can you can sell something like a tv or a camera you can pawn something you can and you don't have to be so drastic with it you can even borrow money from people but you know if you're broke and your kids need food you can flip that survival mode and say okay this is what this is my strategy this is what i'm going to do by the end of the day i'm going to have food you can do that in survival mode in business mode when you're starting as an entrepreneur or when you're running your business and you need to outsource something or you need to pay for something you again have to flip into that survival mode and say okay my budget doesn't allow for it right now, but what I can do is X, Y, Z, and then I'll have that money for it, especially if you really need it. If you don't need it, that might be a sign from, from the universe, like, okay, I'm not going to spend my money on that right now. Like, there was a, for a really long time, I, I was convinced that I needed lighting equipment because I had this camera. I haven't pulled out this camera once because I have this iPhone. I've been doing all my videos on this iPhone, and I haven't pulled my $800 camera like once like maybe once or twice because to do some um branding like photos but now i'm about to pull it out 20 times more but that's another story but anyway like i was saying as a business owner if you know you need to get to the next step by paying for something or investing into something else and you know that you need to invest in this and you trust the people that you're going to invest this money to you have to flip into that survival mode and i even tell myself I'm going to get another laptop after I get two more leads. I know in my head, if I get two more leads where I build a website for them and, and build that relationship with them, then I could get XYZ and I can invest this and that into my business. And that's how you're going to end up flipping. So instead of investing your personal money into something, you can tell yourself as a business owner, like, okay, survivor mode, I can sell x many uh packages and then i can get this much during the week i'll invest this much into my business and then this much into marketing and supplies and all that like you kind of get what i'm saying so that is kind of what you have to think about when you are approaching prospects and the reason why i mentioned that whole thing is because if you come across somebody that's like i ain't got the money and you're like, okay, fine, and you're gone, you are losing somebody that's gonna potentially come to you later on. And I had this happen to me. I had a client that couldn't afford me right away. So then we waited a bit and like I, I kept her like in the loop and engaged and like we talked about other things and she finally pulled the trigger like with um, with her business and decided to invest and get in a website for herself and if i would have just been cold-hearted about it and just cut her off that would have been a loss on my part so you have to keep them engaged if they're not ready to buy except that they're not ready to buy like there are rules some people have to undergo certain rules in order to expand that budget some people have to flip into survival mode where the process of staying the same is is hurting worse than the process of changing so now they're ready to change and you have to be ready for when that happens and if you shut people off you're losing out so then also there is referral and retention like having a referral program 
um, finding out who's willing to, I have a lot of people that refer me to other people and that's how I ended up drawing for, for a while. And then also, um, multi-product to single buyer, you need to have tiers and levels. And we'll talk more about that in this next segment. So let's talk about these levels, levels or stacks or tiers or whatever you want to call it. Multi-product to single buyer. And I'm not going to lie, I sucked at this. I was bad at this at first. And you know what? There's a difference. So there's a difference. When you have a ladder, you have something that you offer at a lower tier. You have something that's like your middle ground. And then you have something that's high tier. And then there's the product that you are offering and the add-ons to it. I'll use myself for example. So for us, we have a level that is the landing page, which is like the most simplest thing you can get for your business, which is basically a one pager. This is our product. This is our team. This is who we are. Like sign up, give us your email or whatever it is that you want them to do for that landing page. Then we have our simple website. And by simple, simple can mean different things to different people. I understand it. Our basic standard website comes with like, it can come with like the initial homepage, the about us page, like a contact us page. Like even I can go as far as like, these are our different services. Like if you want to set an appointment, all of that stuff I can put into the basic website. And then we have the full-blown web application, plugins, membership levels, classes, like all kinds of like the <laughs> kitchen stove, kitchen sink, all in all in one inclusive, exclusive <laughs> website. And and that's more of our high tier. Like you need something that's gonna do all the things and handle all the folks and like put everything into the place and into its place. And there's that level. So depending on your needs, kind of depends on where you're gonna start out. And for each of those levels and and either your value ladder or your tiers or whatever you wanna call it, because I've, I've heard different ways that this could be explained. Each of those things can have add-ons. Each At each level, you can add on extra products. For example, you can add on hosting which kind of has to be done either with us you kind of have the option of either coming in with a third party already for hosting or we give hosting in our products and us providing the hosting is a extra product and that is a ongoing reoccurring product that we offer our clients and then you can add on the um maintenance fee if you have a website that needs to constantly be updated you need to constantly um add new events you need to constantly update the front page because something new is happening or an event is coming up or a special mother's day is coming father's day is coming if you constantly have to update that every single month depending on the season you can add on a maintenance fee then you can go into content creation do you need email automation setup where if somebody signs up an email can be shot out to them telling them about your latest sales specials 
engagements, that can be done. That is an add-on product. You can also not have social media pages and you need your social media pages set up. That is a add-on product. And it can go on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And you need to make sure that not only do you have them in place, but you're also telling people that you offer this stuff. For a really long time, I wasn't telling people about a maintenance fee. And it wasn't like I was charging them later. Like I just didn't bring it up. So then I just wasn't doing maintenance (laughs) for people. And um, they may need small tweaks and I'm not gonna be like, no, you gotta pay me. But it was just something that I lost out on because I wasn't bringing it up. So I ended up doing that work for free. Mr. Ade, what are you doing to my computer? Hmm? What are you doing to my computer? I have to charge my phone. Yeah, no, no. Is there anything you want to say? Hello. You want to say hello? Hello. Say something. Hello. Say hi. No. You're not going to hear anything. So now we can kind of wrap up the whole marketing strategy foundation. What are the action items? Figure out what problem you're solving. If you haven't been there yet, if you haven't like tackled on that whole situation, figure out what problem you're solving and who you're solving that problem for and what benefits you're going to give them. Start with that because if you don't have that, everything else is going to fall apart. And I talked to my mentor about this too, about doing the one thing that you must do to move on to the next step. And like when she asked me, I was like, holy crap, I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And then by the end of, the end of our conversation, I found out what I was supposed to do. And um, for us, we have to recircle our client database and kind of figure out what benefits we gave them. That's where I'm starting. Um, so you have to figure out what problem you're solving, who you're solving it for, and what benefits have you given them. And then figure out your business goals. Like, look at your clients. What clients do you want to work with again? Which ones you never want to work with ever again and you wish that you never would have took a dollar from them? Like, think about it. Like, you are building relationships with people. You want to say hello again? Hello. There's nobody on there. He expects somebody to talk back. Nobody's going to talk about it back all day. It's a podcast. It's different. It's different. No, I day. Wait. How's it hot? So once you figure that stuff out, then there is the business goals, which is like, okay, who do you want to work with again? Who don't you want to work with? Um, how many leads do you need coming in? If you have different different tiers of products, how many how many more low tier people do you want? How many more high tier people do you want? Like us personally, we need more high tier people. We need more leads that need ongoing maintenance. We need more leads that are more of the large web application type of clients. Um, Do you want to put out more content? That's another goal that you can have. It's like, I want to put out more videos because I enjoy doing videos. Or you want to put out a course because that course is going to bring people in. Now you really have to think about those goals for the next three to six months. So then that kind of helps align your content. 
if you know you need more for I'll use myself again for example we need more high tier maintenance like every month type of clients am I going to put out a bunch of blog posts for that is that going to bring in those type of customers am I going to put out a Facebook ad am I going to locally go out to networking events to start building those relationships with people am I going to cold email people I've sent a few cold emails about their websites and that's a whole nother ball game that you have to dig into when it comes to cold emailing because again it's cold so they already don't know you that trust is like okay who are you and then you gotta have a silver tongue and like say some great stuff for them to even read your email and respond so thinking about those goals kind of determines what your next moves are and the sooner you do that the better because like as each day passes that's another what $150 per hour times eight hours if you're working eight um 16 hours if you're working 16 like most of us probably already are so each day that you don't figure out what these goals are and you're kind of just shooting out in the dark which is what this whole process kind of is anyway like it's a it's a big guess and you're just waiting to see if it's going to work you don't know if it's going to work there's no set formula saying if i put a facebook ad out right now saying i build websites and this is what you're going to gain from building what there's no guarantee that i'm going to get 20 customers off of that there's none like it, it it's a process that you're going to have to take some time to learn you're going to have to see what works better what works best versus other methods and kind of stick with what you know is working like don't break with uh, don't fix with don't break don't fix with <laughs> i'm trying to figure out this saying don't fix what's broken don't fix what works i don't know i'm so tired i don't even know if you can figure out this phase phrase phrase <laughs> if you can figure out this phrase either call in or comment if you're looking at this on facebook call in so again you can follow us on instagram facebook twitter instagram we are at geek moms co we are launching a few more tw- uh, handles but we'll get into that later i just i just started i just bought a new domain last night i just started a new instagram account last night we're still geek moms co but there's a new one that's coming out on facebook you can follow us at facebook.com slash geek moms co and you can also go to our new website we just launched a new website still fixing a little bit of tweaks because i'm working on my copywriting for it because again you come in you're coming from a place of value you want to make sure that everything that you put out there is coming from a place of value and understanding so we do have our website geekmomsco.com Ade, what do you want me to do with this yogurt here you want this no okay and we also have our facebook group if you are in the beginning phases of your business and you're looking for like ways to kind of get things done you're looking for tips and support join us at geek geek moms community um it's for moms and dads so we're not like discriminating or anything like that like everybody can come and we'll be back later today